Hey everyone, this is Jake, and you are listening to Jake's Movie Stuff, the podcast. In today's episode, because it is May the 4th, I will be talking about Star Wars, and specifically, I want to go through and do a Star Wars movie ranking. Now, for these movies, I'm only looking at live-action Star Wars. This includes the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, the sequel trilogy, and the two anthology movies, Rogue One and Solo. I have a formula that I use that takes numbers of the average audience score and average critic scores from different movie review sites. I compile them and I produce a figure, and this figure gives a relative insight to how good or bad a movie is. And just for reference, the all-time highest mark I've ever seen with this formula is The Godfather with a 31.45. So the closer we get to that number, the better the movie is, and the further away from that number we get, the worse that movie is. So to start off our rankings, the worst Star Wars movie, and coming in at number 11, is Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which has a score of 12.32. Now this is a very low score, but it does not place it amongst the worst movies of all time, which I have heard several fans refer to this film as one of the worst movies of all time. It's not in that category. This is just in a bad movie territory, but not worst movie of all time. This movie was nominated for three Oscars, which it did not win, and it was also nominated for two BAFTAs, which it did not win. Unfortunately, it did win a Razzie, and it was nominated for six other Razzie Awards. That's not something to brag about by any means. So this movie is pretty bad. It has slow and unengaging political storylines. It has bad acting, bad dialogue, really poorly aged CGI, and perhaps one of the most annoying characters ever in cinema in Jar Jar Binks. Now this movie does have redeeming qualities. It has a really good musical score done by John Williams. It has a really cool lightsaber duel. It has a cool looking villain with Darth Maul. And outside of that, it doesn't have a whole lot going for it, so it is rated at the bottom and number 11 in this Star Wars movie ranking. Next, at number 10, is Attack of the Clones with a score of 13.673. Surprisingly, this movie was nominated for one Oscar, no BAFTAs, no Golden Globes, and it won two Razzies with five other nominations, which is, again, pretty terrible. Now, I think for the worst Star Wars movie you could say Attack of the Clones or The Phantom Menace, and I would not argue with you at all. I think they're both pretty equal in their badness. They have a lot of the similar issues to each other. Attack of the Clones, again, suffers from pretty poor acting, some really bad dialogue, a very cringy love story. However, its battles and its action aren't quite as good in some aspects as The Phantom Menace, especially the lightsaber duels. The lightsaber duel in Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker versus Count Dooku, and then Count du Dooku versus Yoda, they're not quite as good compared to the Duel of the Fates in Phantom Menace. However, Attack of the Clones does set up the rise of the Empire a lot better than Phantom Menace did. I think Attack of the Clones does a decent job at introducing Anakin Skywalker's evil side temptations, his dark side temptations, more so than the Phantom Menace even glazed over. So in that aspect, I do think it is a little bit better than uh, Phantom Menace, but overall, pretty equal in terms of worst Star Wars movie. Coming in at number nine, which may surprise some of you, is Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Now this movie has a score of 14.807, 
which to me even seems a little low for this movie. And I think part of the reason is is because this movie was very divisive amongst the whole Star Wars fan base. You either loved it or hated it. It seemed to be very little middle ground for The Last Jedi amongst fans. However, it was nominated for four Oscars, which it did not win. And it was nominated for two BAFTAs, which it did not win. And this movie was not nominated for any Razzies, which is a big improvement over the last two movies we talked about. The Last Jedi struggles with engaging storylines. The storyline that involves Poe, Finn, and Rose is just not very exciting, and it proves to be pretty pointless to the whole plot of the movie. So it just felt kind of like a waste of time watching what they were doing. Additionally, there was just some use of characters, like the use of Luke Skywalker, that just felt that felt really out of place considering where Luke has come from in the original trilogy. It also just had some weird moments, like when Leia does her Mary Poppins impression in space. It just feels weird. There's just things about this movie that just feel weird. However, I would argue that this is probably the most well shot and just visually stunning of the Star Wars movies. It is a very well crafted movie. It really is. So I would think it would be a little bit higher than this, but it does come in at number eight, uh, number nine. Coming in just ahead of The Last Jedi at number eight is Solo with a 15.162. Now, I think you could flip-flop Last Jedi and Solo, and that might make this list look a bit better, but this is just how the cards have uh, fallen on this ranking system. Solo was nominated for one Oscar, which it did not win, and it received no nominations for BAFTAs, Golden Globes, or Razzies. Solo I found to be just kind of a dull movie. I wouldn't say exactly that it was boring, because there were some exciting moments in it, but it just felt dull and felt kind of flat. The acting felt kind of flat. It just seemed dull and not overly memorable. I think Han Solo was a character in the original trilogy that was just so cool because he had this somewhat mysterious background. He was a smuggler. He was this anti-hero of sorts. So I think going into his backstory may not have been the best move for the character to make him more likable. I think that shows it had a terrible box office return. Nobody was really interested in seeing this movie. It went through so many different reshoots and script rewrites. It was just kind of doomed to fail. I did get to see this movie in an IMAX, which was pretty cool. But overall, it was still just an overall flat, dull movie. Barely ahead of Solo is the newest installment of Star Wars, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, with a 15.18, so incredibly close score-wise to Solo, which is pretty surprising. I, I, I enjoyed The Rise of Skywalker. I thought there were some good action sequences. However, the dialogue just seemed pretty cringy and corny in this film compared to the, the other two new ones of Force Awakens and Last Jedi. There just seemed to be some bad dialogue. And it was super rushed. And there were some characters that just felt out of place. Reintroducing the Emperor just kind of felt weird. Overall, the action and the music were really good. This movie looks really nice. It is well acted. But overall, it's still not in that upper level of Star Wars movies. It did receive three Oscar nominations and three BAFTA nominations. And no Razzie wins or nominations which is really good. However, even with the award nominations, this movie still struggles to become an all-time great Star Wars movie. However, it is fun. It has its payoffs. It has its action. 
So it is still a decent installment into the Star Wars franchise, and it's a really decent end to the Skywalker saga. So before we move on anymore, I just wanted to give a brief note that the average score for a Star Wars movie with my rankings is a 20.088. So this next movie is the final movie to be below that average, and then after that, all these next movies will be above it. So coming in at number six and big fan favorite is Star Wars Episode Three. Revenge of the Sith, and it has a score of 18.688. It was nominated for one Oscar and no BAFTAs, no Golden Globes, and it did win one Razzie. This film is a pretty fun one. The action, There's a lot of action, and the action that's in it is really fun. The lightsaber duel between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker is very memorable. It has a great music score behind it. It might be a, a it might be a little over the top, but it still has a very big emotional impact that hits hard. It still struggles from some subpar CGI, but compared to the other two prequel movies, this does have the best CGI, and it's not terrible by any means. The dialogue is a little bit cringy. There are some pretty corny and cheesy moments as well, and there are there is some subpar acting, especially on the part of Hayden Christensen, who is the owner of the one Razzie win for this movie for worst actor in a supporting role. Overall, though, I think Revenge of the Sith is an enjoyable movie. It does a good job of setting the pieces in place for the rise of the Empire and for the events of the original trilogy. It sets up everything pretty well. Overall, this is my favorite prequel movie, and I think I'm in the majority when I say that. This is not by any means a terrible movie. It is a good movie and does have its moments. Next on our list is number five, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Rogue One was nominated for two Oscars and two BAFTAs. It did not win any, no Golden Globes, and no Razzies. And this movie, with my scoring system, has a 22.95, which is a really good score. This is a good movie. This is a fun movie. I think how it's different than the other Star Wars movies really makes this fresh. It's not focused on good versus evil or the Skywalkers at all. It is just about this group of misfits getting together to do something good for the Rebels, which is to steal the plans of the Death Star and learn how to destroy it. It's very simple, but the action is really good. The CGI is amazing. I really think Felicity Jones does really well in this role, and overall I thought her character was pretty compelling, and it offers perhaps one of the coolest Darth Vader scenes in all of Star Wars right there at the end. I found this movie enjoyable. It does have some issues with its pacing. Sometimes it goes quick and good, and then sometimes it just takes too long to get to where it needs to be. But overall, I think this is an enjoyable Star Wars movie, and it is something different than we're accustomed to with all the Jedi versus Sith stuff. So it is definitely one of my favorite ones. Moving on to number four is J.J. Abrams' first turn as a director for a Star Wars movie with Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. And this film has a 24.344. So getting really higher up with these ratings. The Force Awakens was nominated for five Oscars with no wins. It did win one BAFTA. It was no, not nominated for any Golden Globes or Razzies, which is good. The Force Awakens is very nostalgia-driven. It is very, very, very similar to Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It is visually very stunning. It is well-acted. It has a great musical score, as does 
most of these Star Wars movies. Overall, it's just a fun ride, especially for the first two-thirds or three-fourths of this movie. It's just very fun. And then it just kind of loses it in the last bit. But overall, this is a good Star Wars movie. This is one that is enjoyable to watch. It's fun to watch. And it's one of those that I feel if you turn your brain off a little bit and you don't keep comparing it to A New Hope, that you really can find enjoyment value in this because it does introduce interesting characters and characters that are pretty easy to root for. So overall, I think this is a fairly accurate rate ranking for The Force Awakens at number four. Coming in at number three is Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi with a 24.904. And Return of the Jedi did win one Oscar. It was a Special Achievement Award, and it was nominated for four other Oscars. And it did win one BAFTA and was nominated for three others. No Golden Globes and Razzies are not applicable because they were not around in 1983. Return of the Jedi is kind of similar to The Force Awakens, and you could probably flip-flop these two movies in these rankings and still be fine. Uh, Return of the Jedi is also a movie that's really, really good for about two-thirds or three-fourths of it, but once the Ewoks start taking down all the stormtroopers, it does hamper suspension of disbelief and become a little bit too silly to be taken serious. However, most of this movie is really good. It is emotional. It is really action-packed. So I think it was really good. I like Return of the Jedi. It was a childhood favorite of mine. It's not my favorite anymore, but it is still one of those ones that I will definitely rewatch. So Return of the Jedi comes in at number three in these rankings. Moving on to number two is perhaps the most decorated Star Wars movie with Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, originally titled Star Wars. This movie won seven Oscars, uh, six categorical Oscars, plus one Special Achievement Award. It won two BAFTAs and had another four nominations, and also won one Golden Globe. And it has a score of 28.952, which does put it into the top 100 movies of all time, and I believe even into the top 50. So this is a really good movie. The only problem really with this movie is Mark Hamill's acting within the first half. He just comes across as overly whiny, just a little over the top. But about halfway through the movie, he levels out and becomes a character that's a lot more compelling, a lot more realistic. A New Hope changed the game for cinema. It was the first movie to have its credits at the end. Before then, the credits were always at the beginning of a movie, but after Star Wars came out, it put the credits at the end. And that alone is a huge change in cinema that Star Wars made. It's fun, it's adventurous, it's exciting. I really like A New Hope. It's definitely one of my favorites. And so A New Hope comes in as the second best Star Wars movie, which leaves as little to no surprise our only movie remaining is Star Wars Episode V, The Empire Strikes Back as number one with a 29.987 for its score, which puts it in the top 30 movies of all time. It is one of the best movies of all time. It won two Oscars, one of which was a categorical Oscar and the other one was a Special Achievement Award Oscar. It won one BAFTA. It was nominated for a Golden Globe that it didn't win. Overall, this movie is just the most complete Star Wars movie in the entire series. It clips along at a very even and quick pace, but not too quick to feel rushed. It just moves along. Uh, The storylines, whether it's Luke's or Han and Leia's, they're both really exciting and both engaging. There is some major suspense. There is exhilarating action. This is where the Empire's March... Uh, song by John Williams came in and it is so iconic. Overall, this movie is just phenomenal. This is my favorite Star Wars movie by quite a bit. 
I think it's the the best made Star Wars. It's the most compelling. It is. It's probably the darkest Star Wars movie next to Revenge of the Sith, which compared to A New Hope, I mean, this was just a total turn. A New Hope ends on such a happy and victorious note, and this one just ends in despair and a cliffhanger nonetheless, but it does. It just ends with the good guys just back on their heels and... It looks like, oh crap, we're, the good guys are going to lose this war. So overall, this movie is just great. Its effects still hold up pretty well today, surprisingly. And overall, this is a really good movie and deserves its spot as the number one Star Wars movie of all time. Well, since we've gone through our rankings, let's just do a brief recap. So at number 11 was The Phantom Menace. Number 10, Attack of the Clones. Number 9, The Last Jedi. Number 8, Solo. Number 7, The Rise of Skywalker. Number six, Revenge of the Sith. Number five, Rogue One. Number four, The Force Awakens. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Number two, A New Hope. And number one, The Empire Strikes Back. Thank you for tuning in. This is Jake from Jake's Movie Stuff. Stay tuned.